and welcome to the seventh episode of the 2020 All-Stars. I am David Pollock, and with me is Todd Sakamoto. Hey there, how you doing? I'm doing all right, I'm doing all right. It's a, uh, looks like a sunny day here in Germany. It was uh, very warm this week. It was in the mid-30s, if you will. Uh, <laughs> the mid-30s, mm, lovely freezing weather. Oh, wait, Celsius, all oh, those wacky Germans. And oh, everywhere yeah. else in the world, for that matter. But Yes, yes, yes. So what's new in the world of, uh, uh, I don't know, schnitzel and uh, pilsners? Um, oh, God, what's the big news? Yesterday I had a, I, I don't want to call it a conversation, but I, I was talking to a guy about how I, um, I, I was asking him about wines, all in German. It was uh, very oh. interesting. I am trying to talk about the Rieslings and the uh, odd Pinots or yeah, well, no, I've actually been into the Weissburgunda here, <laughs> and Ooh. the uh, Silvanana. West, um, Westburgunda? Weissburgunda. White, white Burgundy. Weiss, is. White Bur- oh, you're drinking, you're drinking. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a German wine. Ah. It's, uh, Look at you. But it's called Weissburgunda. It's pretty good. But, uh, anyways, so cultured out there now. Very European of you. Very proud of you. I know, I know. Uh, there was less to talk about this week in baseball, so, you know, more wine. Ah, yes, yes. Less, uh... <laughs> to baseball. We'll talk wine later. We can talk that, wine That's later. a different podcast. That's a different podcast. Or the same podcast. Um, but <laughs> yes, it is, um, the trade deadline today here in Germany, um, July 31st. Can you tell us who gets traded? Can you tell us what's, what's... Um, what is I, your prediction in the I, future? I think in the future, uh, Jake Peavy actually goes to the Angels? No, the Red Sox. The Red no. Sox. It's, oh, it's fuzzy. Red Sox. It's fuzzy. But, uh, yeah, let's... Nostradamus, you are not. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's just start out with this. Who, who knows? Um, Jake Peavy to the Red Sox. I, um... I think the big winner is Jake Peavy. I think the big winner is Jake Peavy. I think, um... I think... He enters a team that's in a playoff push. He he's got a chance. He gets a chance to see what he can do with a team that that really has got a, sh- a shot to make the postseason here and see if he can uh, step up onto the big stage. Um, he's going to get some run support. I mean, yeah. for for as much as that team always seems like they're they're always on that edge of being a little too old, they're still putting up a lot of runs. I mean, I like I like uh, I like some of the defensive guys. I mean, I like I also like you know, I like Ellsbury out there in the outfield. I like you know Pedroia second. I like I like those guys. Yeah, I also think um, Jake Peavy's the type of guy, character-wise, it's not gonna like crumble under the pressure. He really seems to be the kind of guy that um, you know loves the limelight and really thrives in high-pressure situations. So I yeah, that, think... that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't think that'll be a big deal. I mean, some guys when they get traded to Boston, they get traded to New York, they kind of uh, fall apart. <laughs> the AJ Burnett, the, the Carl of the world. Crawfords of the world, Carl Crawford, yeah, Carl AJ Crawford, Burnett, um, those guys really guys just don't thrive in the limelight. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone named Drew. Um... <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I think I think PB uh... will be okay. I think the um, you know, from the 2020 All-Star perspective, what I really like about this trade is, I mean, does this open the door for a late-season call-up for our boy Xander Bogarts? 
Um, Ooh, yeah, that that's an interesting angle. So, I think, so um, here's here's an angle. Uh, part of this deal was light hitting shortstop slash third baseman Jose Iglesias that we uh we, we would call we you know we goaded on him a little bit. He wasn't uh, we weren't we weren't huge believers. And uh, I think since, oh I was not a believer at all. I thought he he was he's smoking mirrors. <laughs> the fact that they got anything for him is a miracle because they sold that high beat it for all it was worth oh yeah and i i saw that in the last hundred at bats he was batting 200 with one extra base hit so yeah yep the smoke is that, that is the jose iglesias we all know and love pretty much and so um you know the red Sox sold high just like we told you to do good thing that the uh they're listening to our podcast <laughs> and um yeah and, uh that leaves that leaves the door open for somebody. I mean, Will Middlebrook is probably I don't know. That seems like the most obvious choice, maybe. To I, I think even within the, the system, I think he was losing favor. They were moving uh, Bogarts into the third base role in uh, Pawtucket there. So I saw that. I saw I that. I think it, it looked like this is this is the big push. This is this is the time where they're looking at their their future, saying that we got uh, we got a future star here possibly in Bogarts. I mean. He's yeah. been showing great power. I think if you look at the example of a guy like Manny Machado who came up, who and again was he was young, but you just you 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 have to believe in the talent. He he came up and was able to hang as a as a twenty year old rookie mm-hmm. out of position, even coming up as a shortstop and playing third. So that that's kind of the model that uh, they have to look at. Saying you know other teams have done it, they've been successful. You had the Orioles having an amazing season last year they're still having a great season this year and they're they're getting uh, a lot of production out of a young kid to be fair he's having a little late season struggle now but i think part of that is just is just getting used to playing uh so many games getting used to the grind yeah yeah um so yeah i think that's kind of the big 2020 all-star fantasy implications some of the other guys in the trades were uh Mostly relief pitchers, actually. None of them. I seemed... think in, in terms of fantasy impact. Yeah, yeah. fantasy impact. Uh, yeah, not so good. Uh, we don't really no. need to. I'll, maybe I'll babble about it for thirty minutes in German and then cut that section. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, all right. Uh, let me see. Also going to Boston was uh, Abasil Garcia. I think long term he could have some impact. That guy seemed interesting. He's going to, um, yeah, he's going to the White Sox, right? Yeah. Yeah. Abasil Garcia was a uh, right fielder. Yeah, he moved. He's the one who got moved to the White Sox. Sorry, I, uh, I, I mixed up my socks there. Um, so going <laughs> to the White Sox, I think, uh, I think long term he's got potential. I, I think he's he's shown some power. He's shown, you know, the ability to hit the ball. I, I, I don't know if he's, he might end up being a fourth outfielder. I don't, I don't see a superstar. He could end up being league average, fifth outfielder type. Uh, maybe his best years, he'll pop 30. You know, maybe one year if he gets it gets hot and gets some opportunities, he'll hit 27 to 30. I don't think it's immediate. Um, yeah. Maybe down the, the name you keep in mind is as a guy who's got some raw power. Um, all right. That, that's really all I see. Bogarts, Bogarts is probably the most exciting angle. I think that that's a name that you should probably pick up now if they're not picked up in your league if you're looking for a little help at shortstop. 
He's probably going to be shortstop eligible in all leagues. He might gain third base eligibility, but uh, he's he's the name that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Definitely, definitely. You know, I think if you're a PB owner, it's a good day. Yeah, I think it's a good day. Um, the White Sox are kind of in sell mode, and uh, Boston is just a better team. So I think uh, let's just let's move on. I think uh, maybe we should really quickly talk about. I think in terms of importance, Albert Pujols going on to the DL probably going to miss the rest of the season. That that's a minor detail we might not talk about. Minor minor detail. Uh, you know, Alberto Cuaspa got traded. Okay, now on to Albert Pujols. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, earlier in the week, um, Albert Pujols, it turns out, uh, tore his plantar fasciitis, maybe? Um, yeah, the plantar fasciitis, that's the, uh, the bottom of the foot. Yeah, that's... That's the uh, tendon on that's the not, foot. That's not so good. Not so good. Um, you know, the only the only thing worse than that is the Liz Frank, but, uh, you know, I all these things with the foot I end up kind of taking their toll and really... You never really know how long guys are out, but it's always longer than you thought it was. And so for Pujols, they're basically saying he's out for the year. I think the Kyaspo trade signals to other people that they're in sell mode. And so I don't see them even risking bringing Albert Pujols back. When no, no, I don't. This season is kind of a lost season. And I think ultimately it's, it's what it's what is probably long-term better. I mean, I think for the Angels, it's it's an opportunity to to not to not feel any pressure to make any silly trades. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't have to try and you know, mortgage their future to try and get some people in. I think they can look at this season as kind of just one of those years where it just wasn't in the cards. Pulos goes down, you know, Josh Hamilton just can't adjust. You had uh, Jason Vargas go down already with uh, with an injury. Ryan Madsen never made it back. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a lot of things just didn't didn't pan out for the Angels. And you know, just look at the year; it just wasn't their year. You know, just the injury bug; just they couldn't shake it. And, yeah, I would also say uh, what's kind of you know another reason is that uh, another thing is that they really have Mark Trumbo to just like slot in there at the first base position, and so. Trumbo's not going to be a guy who's available in your fantasy league, but in real life, I don't think there's a huge drop-off between Trumbo and, you know, Pujols for a season that you're kind of, you know, throwing away at this point. Yeah, I think I think you might have actually preferred to have Trumbo this year, just looking at uh, what you were getting out of Pujols this year. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, so you might have actually, I mean, given him the choice. Would you have taken Trumbo or Pujols this season for the rest of the year if he was healthy? I think I would have taken Trumbo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I think I I don't know the the defense that you would have gotten from Pujols maybe in real baseball would would have made a difference. But with the with the hurt foot, he wasn't even moving around uh, moving around on defense very well. So yeah, I, I think overall it it might have it might be a good thing. Yeah, next the... year, what do you think, Trumbo or Pujols? Oh gosh, I don't like Pujols. That's the problem. I just I think he's like overrated. I think the price you have to pay for Pujols, you should 
not spend that much and get a guy like Trumbo or get a guy like, um, gosh, I don't even know who's like an Adam Dunn or, you know, there are just so many guys at first base that you can get that are, I think, less risky than Pujols. And so I would rather spend, you know, my high picks somewhere else rather than take a chance on Pujols because I think the name value really inflates Pujols' uh, the cost of holding Pujols. Yeah, and he's not a young guy. He's in his early 30s. He's been dealing with injury issues. He's just... he's. He hasn't looked good the last couple of years. Maybe he's just on the decline. Yeah, I think he could be I mean, on the decline a little bit. The, uh, I mean, it's not like, you know, the, sim- the, the, start of the super decline. rapid decline, but it's it's a little bit of a decline. No. I, I think... Uh, but he's not he's not a first-rounder anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean, He hasn't sure. been a first-rounder for two or three years, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, well, we talked about our top five first basemen a couple episodes ago. Uh, we... We I you know we left him out. We had Alan Craig above him. We had um, yeah, yeah. I mean I guess we had Chris Davis out there above him. And I mean I'm I am I am putting I am putting guys like Hosmer ahead of him in our top ten even. I mean it's uh, Hosmer's been super duper duper hot and so yeah. That. I mean like next year let's say this. That's uh. What about next year? Do you want um, Albert Pujols or do you want Edwin Encarnacion? Is I would probably take Encarnacion. Is he still first base not, eligible? And it's not, I don't think it's that close. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, and I don't think it's that close. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing. It's like, Edwin Encarnacion is, I mean, he's good, but he was never really in the conversation with Pujols before, and now, like, you know, you're talking Pujols with these guys, like Edwin Encarnacion, maybe, or a Freddie Freeman... Or an Eric Hosmer, and I don't know if you can get him at those prices, you know? Yeah, I think he's in that second tier, maybe third tier now. Yeah, and so I think I think I I I think people still might buy a name value, but I just don't think there's any value there. You got it. I mean, if he's falling, if he's falling far in your in next year, then maybe yeah, maybe I'll think about it. If he falls down to the fifteenth first baseman off the board, then yeah, then I'm then I'm buying. Yeah, I mean, if but if, if, if someone if wants to take him in the top top ten first baseman, hey man, go for it. You take that risk. It's on you. Yeah, I mean, if it's like you know Adam LaRoche or um, Albert Pujols or Adam, yeah, you're taking Pujols for sure. But like, yeah, I'll take him over like an Adam Dunn or an Adam LaRoche. Yeah, like kind of like Loney. Yeah, exactly. You know those. Those fourth and fifth tier guys, I'm not messing with them, but I mean, he's still going to be behind, way behind the, the big boys now, like the Chris Davises of the world, Paul Goldschmidt's of the world. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I might, guys. I mean, he's probably on that same level as like, uh, as an Anthony Rizzo, an underperforming Anthony Rizzo, I still think has upside. Yeah. Whereas, you know, especially if a guy's coming off injury, I hate getting a guy the first year off injury. I mean, because especially with a name as big as Pujols, you're not getting the injury discount that you should be getting. He's just too big of a name yeah. to far to that far. Kind of a bummer. Um, yeah, so that, that's the thing. I think that, that's the takeaway is that Pujols this year, I tease, drop him. One-year league, just drop him. He's, he's done, useless. Keeper league, I would trade him if you can get value. 
If you, yeah. get, if you can get someone who's younger and, and has more has some potential, I would trade him in a keeper league. If you can get someone that you believe in for the future, this is the time to sell. Yeah, or if you can and, get uh, a, uh, I mean, if you're really in it and you can get like a kind of a stud closer maybe to win your league. I mean, not even maybe... a stud closer, a functional closer. Yeah, like a functional closer. I would take. I would take. I would take a. I would take a second, third tier closer, just getting saves if you need it. I would take a speedster if you need speed. I would, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess around with him. I, if you're if you're in it and you have him on your team, and you could get a piece that you need that might not even be a, a top tier piece, you take it at this point. I, I don't I don't think he's going to be good next year. You might be able to buy him back for fifty cents on the dollar next year. Yeah, we uh we happen to do that with Jimmy Rollins every single year. <laughs> yeah, we, we buy him cheap, we sell him high, we buy him back cheap when he has a slump. <laughs> I think that's kind of uh, a game you can play sometimes with these older guys in a keeper league. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's move on. So the I... other big story, uh, by, by Genesis. What do, yeah, what do you think? Are you are you getting scared of any of these guys going down? I mean, what what's What's your feel? I mean, do you see any impact guys? The uh, Everett Cabreras, the Nelly Cruzes, Milky Cabrera, Big Fat Bartolo Colon. Um, I'm I'm afraid. I mean, I guess I saw I saw a story actually that uh, Colon and um, Milky and the guys who'd already served 50 game suspensions were not going to get another suspension. But um, really. The guys that hadn't got suspended, so Nelson Cruz, Everett Cabrera, are the head of the big names. They are going to get suspended for 50 days, 50 games, which uh, puts them out for most of the season, but lets them come back for the playoffs. And so, you know, fantasy implications, I'm worried. I mean, I heard that's why um, Johnny Peralta is actually a big name. That's part. I heard that's part of the reason uh, the Tigers traded for Jose Iglesias because he's going to be their slot in shortstop while Peralta's out. So, you know, if you have um, if you have a Jose Iglesias in your team, he might actually get some burn in Detroit at a shortstop, which, I mean, I think you still so, don't want him on your fantasy team, but he'll play. So I think the biggest fantasy question is a guy like Everett Cabrera, who has been really valuable this year. I mean, he's, he's putting up big steals number this year. Uh, in a keeper league, what are you, what are you doing? What, I mean... That's kind of our our thing is these yeah, long term yeah. guys. Is he is he a long term guy now, or or does I, this scare you enough to the point where, well, I, do you sell? I think you got to keep, keep him. Early? I think he's a fifty steal guy no matter what. Um, he's but again, not... again, we go back to his rookie season in his early years. He was one of those you can't steal first base guys. That's true. He, he couldn't get the ball out of the infield without. The help of um, yeah, without the without the with possibly the, without the help. I mean, I think possibly, but at the same time, shortstop's just such a weak position. Like, and steals this year just seem harder to come by. I don't know what it is, and I just I yeah, really speed, speed is definitely down this year. Speed is down, and the guys you were relying on, like the Matt Camps, they just didn't show up. You know, uh. Elvis Andrews didn't show up. I mean, there's a lot of guys who just yeah. who you might rely on speed that might not have uh, done what you expected them and to. And so if you've kind of got like a deep keeper league where you're keeping a lot of players, I think you've got to keep this guy still. I wouldn't 
would you let's say would you keep who would you rather have for as a keeper for the future Ever Cabrera or Andrelton Simmons? Ah, jeez. I, I think Everett Cabrera is is more valuable as as a as a as a one category guy. Yeah. But Simmons has been showing great power. His the average has been coming up. Uh, he's he might be a legit player. I mean, I I didn't I didn't see a lot in the early season, but you know his his average has been coming up, and he's been showing a lot of power. So you never know. I mean, if he puts up. 17 homers out of shortstop with 10 steals, you know, yeah. that that might make him more valuable. You might be able to be uh, making an argument there, at least. Yeah, I mean, would you rather have Everett Cabrera or, I don't know, Johnny Peralta, another guy who's on that list? I would, I, oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'd, I'd probably take Cabrera <laughs> again. <laughs> right? I think just, just with the youth. And again, that single category. He he. I mean, I think it, that's the has, thing. He has the value in that single category. Even if he can, if he can get on base, he can steal thirty to fifty bases. He just has to get on base somehow. Yeah, and it's just there are just so many guys that are having such a down year that it's crazy. I mean, I'm looking at the kind of top shortstops, and they're really, everyone's down. Jose Reyes is down, Starlin Castro's down, Estrubo Cabrera's down, um, Ricky Weeks. Well, there's an interesting name. How about these down. two names? How about Castro or Andrews? Rank those three. Castro, Andrews, or Everett Cabrera? Gosh. Yeah. I think I... <sighs> Castro... I almost want to, I think I want Castro, Andrews, then Everett Cabrera, but I also want to do it in the exact opposite order. Like, I think, I think, I, well, I should, we should mention that I had an unhealthy relationship with Everett Cabrera, aka Ecab. He, when, when he first he came was your boyfriend league. for his rookie season. Yeah, his rookie season. I think you had his name tattooed on your butt at some point. I did, I did, and um, you had a, you had you had an e cab, you had an e cab tramp stamp, and you just owned it. Yeah, he kind of he kind of burned me, and so we we've kind of had a little bit of a falling out, but you know it's, we we it's, had quite a few uh, knockdown dragouts about this kid. Yeah, and so there there's still something there though, and so <laughs> I could put him at the top of the list. I mean, I could see him doing better than Andrews. Like Andrews really scares me. Um, Andrews not getting the steals and Andrews just not having any power whatsoever is just in Texas is terrifying. I mean, what is stopping? And, and he was dropped to the eight spot for for a month there. Kind of terrifying. Cause what's what's the runs them? aren't even there? Yeah, like what's stopping them from putting the Profar in at shortstop and then just trying to trade him? And if he gets traded to a you know ballpark that's not Texas. I'm terrified of Anders at that point. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's, uh, you know, maybe a lot of it depends on where he ends up. I mean, if he ends up in Colorado with those, you know, you never know. I mean, if he ends up in, you know, if he ends up in, in a different offense, different league. I mean, there's so many, there's so many variables. But in terms of true talent, would you take Andrews or uh, Ecab? I think, in terms of pedigree, I think you would be inclined to say Andrews, but. In terms of, of, you know, what's actually happened, I think ECAB has been more valuable. Yeah, 
and I, I, I don't know. I'm part of me is saying Ecab's gonna be more valuable in the future too. He's just as young yeah. as Andrews, and he's somehow shown a little bit more power. Like Andrews's power is like so disgusting. He has like yeah. seems like two homers in the last like two seasons. I mean, you know, yeah, this, I, that, that's a that's a twenty twenty All Star um, stat right there. Where I haven't looked it up, but you know, it's just like who hits zero homers? Zero is like in Texas. In Texas, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, Elvis Andrews has three homers in the past over the past thousand at bats. Yeah, it, it's kind of terrifying the lack of any kind of power. And... So the other uh, the other big thing I saw, which which uh, as an LA guy. Was uh, Brian Wilson? <laughs> Brian Wilson, L.A. Dodger. Brian Wilson, L.A. Dodger. How do we feel about this? Um, not, not fantasy. Fantasy be damned. How do we feel about this as a Dodger fan taking on the hated closer of the Giants, Brian Wilson, the Dodger killer, Brian Wilson? I know, I know. I mean, I think when I, I, I like, I like it from a maybe they get rid of Marmol. Um, angle, but you know, okay. I I just um, I don't know. I can't I can't love Brian Wilson. You know, <sighs> exactly. It's just like it's just, it's just the enemy. Yeah, I mean, he was everything that represented the enemy too. And he you, was he was the face of the enemy. He was the face of the enemy, and I've looked into those eyes too many times and. Felt uh, just felt like uh, yeah, man, this is not he's not the Dodger. I think it's gonna be weird when he puts on the Dodger blue. You know, just he's so used to being in that ugly orange. I mean, I I, I as 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 a Dodger fan, it kind of burns me up. It is as a baseball fan, I think it's great because it's completely low investment, barely anything invested, and there's a high there's a high possibility of return here. I think if we're looking at it in terms of dollars and cents to production, it's a great deal. Oh, They're yeah. getting him for nothing, and there's a possibility he could be a valuable reliever for the rest of the year and into the playoffs if we make it. But uh, in terms of in terms of a, a baseball LA guy, it, it's just crushing. I, yeah. I just you know. I mean, especially with the Dodgers, just, the um, the bullpen really seems like the Achilles' heel. It's you yeah, know, yeah, kind we got, of uh, been pretty put together. guys up there, the marbles, yeah. I mean, Kenley Jansen is just kind of a super duper star, but other than that, but um, uh, the word word around the bullpen is that he is not a rocket scientist, and they don't love that about him. Oh, Kenley Jansen. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a catch the ball, throw the ball kind of player there's not a lot of deep thoughts but it's you know it's it, it there's nothing saying that you have to be that kind of guy to be a closer interesting interesting yeah i guess that's maybe more of a long 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 term uh concern rather than a this year concern all right um but enough about real baseball that's just a rant about the fact that we signed another giants after we brought Juan Uribe around who <laughs> has actually been pretty useful this year, but he's still a giant, and it still kind of angered me that that we have a GM Ned Coletti who started out with the Giants. We have a third baseman now who was a giant. Now we have a another bullpen piece who was a giant. 
Uh, as as I, a Dodger fan, it kind of kind of makes me a little chappy. I hear. So that's that. real baseball and has pretty much no fantasy impact at all. So that was kind of just a. All right. It is another week. We all are twenty twenty all stars. There are uh, more closers hitting the shelf. Yeah, the closer carousel. Um, yes, we we do talk just really terrible closers a lot. Yeah, Jose Veras uh, got moved to. It doesn't really matter because he's not a closer anymore. He got moved to Detroit. I guess the move there is. I don't know who's who's Cisneros? the guy now. Cisneros. Cisneros. Cisneros supposedly is is the experts pick. Yeah, they've got... Our, our pick was supposed to be Josh Fields, but he's, he's been, getting been rocked. a bit of rough. Uh, they brought um, up They brought guys. up a couple of kids, low, and uh, he is a possibility. He's having a decent season in AAA. Yeah, and... Like a 3-3 uh, three, three ERA. Zide? But, uh, or Zed, I don't know. Seed? Yeah. Side? Yeah. Side, if you were... Uh, Zide? No, yeah, I ger- can't even say it. it starts with C. Yeah, in German you would pronounce yeah. that side. Like T S I D. But uh they're both really unexpected. Yeah, they got good just... strikeout numbers, I guess. Zide's numbers look decent. I, I I actually put low probably slightly above him. Okay. Just because he's Asian and I wanna that's... I'm just going on pure. I hope my Asian brother makes it. That's true. That's true. And I, I uh, maybe I he can pick that. up seven saves in this season and just really bring some pride. Yeah. To the old uh, Asian crew. I think the but big problem here is if you had Jose Veras, uh, he's droppable right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jose Veras has really no value. Benoit's not going anywhere. Um. But, yeah, I, you know, honestly, how many games are the Astros going to have to save? Yeah. That's that's the biggest question. Over, under, what, 12, 13 opportunities? Exactly. Four or five a month? I don't know. Really, they're really not going to win a lot of games. They're yeah. really just horrendous on offense. But if you're desperate, go for Cisneros, and that's that, I think. Cisneros then put low on the watch list. And just hope. Yeah. Um, I think the next one we want to talk about is our favorite subject. Uh, the implosion of Craig, Kevin Gregg. Oh, the Kevin Gregg experience. is <laughs> He is... He, I think he's trying to tank his trade value. I think... I Call think... me crazy. Maybe he likes Chicago. Maybe he really likes Al's Beef and, and Chicago Pizza. And he's just... Just trying to kill a trade value right before the line here. Yeah. Because he has just been terrible in the last couple of weeks. Really brutal. Um, you know, this is the, stru- the the clock struck midnight. We all sort of knew this was going to happen, but yikes. Uh, it's really to ugly. To be fair, Stroop, who had come over and been done really well, I think laid an egg the other day. He put up a nice four-run inning the other day. So. Yeah, I think it was a five-run the- inning, and he didn't even finish the inning. They're they are trying to give away those late inning seats in Chicago just because they're that bad. I think they're just just no hope really. I mean they've kind of just given up. I, it's really the curse of the Billy Goat just just biting in, and they're never gonna be good. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. So uh, that that's a worrying uh, situation. And then all right. So who do you see you see uh, coming out of it? Do you think he gets traded? Do we think? 
think he uh, gets removed. I mean, I don't think they're going to remove him before the deadline, which is tomorrow, so there's no real use. Uh, yeah. But after that, do you think he gets removed? Yeah, I think he gets removed. I think he doesn't get traded, and then he gets removed. Stroop? Is is this Stroop? I think Stroop's probably the guy. Not Russell? They're not going to go with the lefty? No, I don't think so. Fangraph says Blake Parker is the guy behind the guy. Looking at this guy's numbers now, they're solid, actually. Um, nine strikeout rate, three and a half walk rate, pretty, pretty average, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I guess I would go Stroop. Stroop's the guy. And I really, yeah, I've, I've really lost faith in, uh, Kevin Gregg. All right, so. rest of the season, more saves. Stroop or Gregg? Oh, wow. I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna say Stroop. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Even even without a trade. Even without a trade. Stroop. Wow, that's a bold call. <laughs> Stroop. Uh, Kevin well, Gray. You are, you are you are hanging your hat on Pedro there. I mean, vote for Pedro. Voting for Pedro. That is that is exactly the case. But you know what? I've been on the Kevin Gregg. You're changing your name to Napoleon. Kevin Gregg has uh, the experience. I've had it already, and it's. I know how it ends. You know, it's like it's like dating your girlfriend. You know, getting back together with the girlfriend, and then realizing after <laughs> ten minutes, like, oh gosh, this is why we broke up. This is why we Should broke not up. Have gone back there. Should not have gone back there. But you stick with it for like you know, two months, because you don't want to admit to yourself that you made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I I think I think once. So once... in conclusion, we need to pick up Xander Bogarts. Yeah. And we need to uh, pick up Pedro Stroop in every league possible. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those are kind of the big takeaways. I think, I think those two think... are uh, the guys to really keep an eye on. Yeah. So let's just kind of put a really sudden end to this episode because it's been going a little bit long. Um, I am David Pollock. <laughs> Sakamoto. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Later.